just popping in here. Just popping in on the podcast to talk a little more about nothing that matters. Um, it is October 8th, and this is uh, episode 13, and it's 10.13. Huh. I was born at 10.31 p.m. Do you know what time you were born? Hmm? Do you know? It's important you know the time and place you were born so then you, my sister can accu- accurately read your uh, your birth chart. This is what my sister does um, in her spare time, a.k.a. all the time, because that's all she cares about is the birth charts. Not She doesn't always have spare time, but she's just obsessed with it. And she's incredibly good at it. And I told her she needs like a YouTube channel to be making money off this shit because people love it. And it's like, right. There's just so much more than your birth sign. I was born April 2nd. I'm an Aries, but I need to know the she needs to know the year and time and she can find out under what planets and what was going on, where and what rising sign I am and all that jazz. I don't really absorb that information. I listen to it and I remember b- bits and pieces and then I'm like, "Oh, I know that that's true about me and that's true about me." But she just she's like an encyclopedia. She just remembers everything. So I uh, I I know that I'm an Aries and I have a rising fire sign or I don't know the words, but basically I'm fire fire fire. I'm a triple fire. So I'm trouble. I guess that means I'm trouble. Passionate, aggressive. That's what I would take out of it. Fire. So what did I want to get into today? I'll get back into that. Probably, probably not. I don't know. I'm, I'm giving you broken promises. So I may not come back to it, but I'll try to remember. I will tell you I was born at 1031 p.m. That's what I'll tell you. <laughs> it's really important. Write it down, guys. <laughs> Write it down. Okay. I should have my episode 15 be my sister on with me, but it would have to be over the phone and we're just going to, we're just going to do it. And then I'll just ask my, um, I don't know, maybe that's too much. I, I shouldn't think while I'm talking, while I'm recording, I shouldn't think out loud, but yeah, I'll figure something out. I keep, I keep telling you this stuff and I don't follow through, but I'll try. I need a guest. Obviously I can't just keep doing this like this. Unless you're my guest. You guys are my guests. You're in your car listening and you're like, yeah, Jen, we're here with you. You just talk back, right? I always assume everybody's in their car. Well, maybe you're not. Because that's when I listen to my podcast. Not my podcast. Podcasts that I listen to. I listen to them when I'm in the car. Or when I'm cleaning. Anyways, okay, Jen, that's enough. As I've learned in the past and I don't, learn from my mistakes is that drinking coffee while I'm recording makes me a scatterbrain and yet I continue to do it so that's what it is okay thank you Jen for being amazing so the last oh my god here's something funny I'm gonna try not to say so so much I, li- I had to like re-listen to my last podcast and I was like, I should tell people to take a shot every time I said so. You'd be shit-faced. I mean, you'd be falling on the floor after five minutes because I say so a lot. So now instead of saying it, I'm just going to pause and be quiet and then get to the next thought and see how that flows. Maybe I'll just use um or something. We all took, didn't we all go 
to college. Some of us went to college. Some of us took college courses. Speech. We understand that saying um, so, and, ah uh, is not good or something. I guess we shouldn't label it as good or bad, but it, it distracts people from the message. And my message is nothing at all. But if I had a message, it would be love yourselves. <laughs> Learn to love who you be, okay? Last week, I had a patient who came in for chest pain. She ended up just having like anxiety and panic attacks just because that's any that's serious too but it turns out she was like super religious and she was having these anxiety attacks because she thought that she uh, this is something I cannot relate to maybe any of my listeners are Christians and they understand what this woman was talking about but if you are a Christian I assume you don't want to listen to me say fucking shit all the time so maybe you don't listen to this I don't know who am I to judge However, that's better than so, she was saying that she was having anxiety and panic attacks because she was worried about her salvation. Now, I'm like, this is some bullshit. What a, like, what a waste of, th- of thinking. What a waste of time and energy to be putting into, that you could be putting into doing something to make you happy and better. Did my voice just change? Ugh. Do you guys get irritated when that happens? Tascom. Tascom audio interface. What are you doing? So I sat and spoke with her for as long as I possibly could because, you know, as nurses, we don't have all the fucking time in the world to sit and actually be nurses to our patients. But I digress. I tried to sit and listen to her and see where she was coming from. And she was saying that she feels like maybe she sold her soul to the devil. And I'm like, honey, 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 honey. No, baby girl, your mother. (laughs) And you take care of your children and you like stay at home and do, you know, you cook. I don't know what you, you cook your meals and you do what you do for your kids. You don't work. I'm sure you spend a lot of your life sacrificing for your children. I'm not sure how you sold your soul to the devil. Unless your husband's a motherfucker. And maybe you think marrying him was selling your soul to the devil. But I couldn't say that to her. That's not nice or appropriate. But I did meet her husband. And I would say, yeah, he is a motherfucker. But he was very religious And I was trying to get her a therapy, a consult with psychology to get a therapist outpatient because clearly this woman is depressed, slightly delusional. I don't know what the term is. If you have a psych degree, I have a psych degree. Oh my God, I have a psych degree. This is what bachelor's do. It's like basically having a piece of paper that I wrote in crayon, bachelor's in psychology, because it means nothing. However... I guess I remember bits and pieces. I don't remember what it's called. Delusions. Delusions of grandeur means you think you're like God or you believe that you are like you. Delusions of grandeur as a whole is like thinking that you're I don't want to say a child of God because you can think that and not have delusions, but really believe that you were like Jesus or something. You know, you truly believe it. And that nobody understands. 
Maybe that's what Jesus believed. I, let me not get into that. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, okay? But she was having, um, oh, delusions of persecution. That's what it's called. That she was, she had done something and some thought she had about Jesus or about life or about being mad at God. She believed that now she was going to be, now she was going to go to hell. She truly believed this. And, sorry. So now I'm like, all right, is it a psych? Is she going to lose her mind or is she just depressed and really like in? But I mean, this religion shit is out of control because you really are. I mean, what are you supposed to do when you're having like a psychotic break and these people don't believe these specific people don't believe in therapy or getting help? She drove herself to the hospital for the chest pain and anxiety. I'm like, where's your family? Side note, where's your husband? So then I met the husband. I said, you know, the, I can't get you the consult till this afternoon. I was speaking to her, but then he kept trying to intercept. It's a cultural thing, too, sometimes with men thinking they have to speak for their wives. I don't need you to speak for her. I'm talking to her. So shut the fuck up. But I can't say that. I just think it. Also, it probably comes out in my tone because I'm really bad at pretending. So I'm like talking to her he kept interrupting and I said she needs help she's suffering she needs a therapist she needs to speak about what's going on in her head she can't keep living like this and he said God will help her I'm like God will help this motherfucker God will help her well God is helping her by getting her to this hospital God helped her by putting people in her life right at this moment that can give her resources that she needs that's God. And he goes, uh, sometimes that's the devil. How do we know it's not the devil working? I'm like, oh, my fucking God. How? So now I'm the devil? I'm the devil? Am I working with the devil right now? Me? Okay, buddy. Now I'm the devil. But this is the le- – and then I just had a uh, – this is the this is the work I do that we all do as nurses and healthcare providers and therapists and social workers, blah, 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 people who work with humans – is that there's a point where you realize there's nothing you can do or say to change this person's opinion. And, I mean, maybe you don't want to change their opinion. You just want to reach a point where they are, where they understand where you're coming from is a place of help, helping and that maybe that they can justify that it's not the devil in their mind. Like you try to, like, I don't know, finagle away. But it's, you know, some people have their opinions and their beliefs and this is where you're at a dead end and you know the person's suffering because of these beliefs and there's nothing you can do about it. Like nothing. Except kidnap her and then get her help, get her the help she needs, but you can't be doing that. That's not helping nobody. What about her damn kids? I wanted to punch her husband so bad. I, and it doesn't help that the fucking therapist is a robot. I mean, it's a FaceTime with a therapist. And so that's the work of the devil now. Like these people are really religious, like deep into it. I'm like, I don't know if the Old Testament people, isn't that like the crazy people? (laughs) Oh, my God. Christians are going to be like this bitch. Saying Christians is like saying, you know, you, you just can't. There's a lot of different type of Christians and there's good 
good, loving, actually non-judgmental, open-hearted Christians. And that's what I like. That's my type, as Sweetie would say. <laughs> oh. Um, so yeah, there was nothing I could do for her because her husband was in, in control of the situation and you can only, so I tried to, you know, get a social work consult in there, try to get the husband out of the way and talk to the wife on her own and have a social worker go in there who's, you know, not a therapist, not a licensed doctor, but they, I mean, they're licensed in social work, but they're not the doctor I needed to consult with her, but still they're, they're helpful. And I was like, well, we can't report. It's, it's only abuse if it's an elder or it's a child. As For adults, it's their free will, and there's really nothing. We're like, our hands are tied, even though it's very evident. But you, you, all we can do is offer resources and say, you know, if you need help, you can call this number if you want a therapist, a counselor, whatever. I gave her, we got her some antidepressants, and I told her to, you know, I don't know, put them in an aspirin bottle. <laughs> Ethical? I don't know. You know, we do what we got to do. Maybe I didn't say that. Who knows? hypothetically hypothetically I told her to put her antidepressants in an aspirin bottle and keep them in her dresser because I don't think her husband was going to let her do that and I used to work in domestic violence shelters and you see it all the time you know it's just the, the it's just the mind fuck that is abuse it's just a mind fuck because they just control so much of your life and it ain't that easy to just unwind and get out of that shit. So I know. I know she was in a tough situation. I don't know why I started with that. The point was, the, I guess the, the point was that the husband thought I was the devil. <laughs> or I was working for the devil and he truly believed it. And I was like, oh, I see your type. You know that that's not true, but you don't like a woman speaking up. You don't even like the fact that I'm talking to your wife and ignoring you. So now I'm the devil. Okay, use your religion, buddy. I'll be the fucking devil. I'll be the devil. So it wouldn't be the first time someone called me Satan or the devil. Oh, my God, I said so. Did you guys take a shot? <laughs> uh, you wonder, you're like, Jen sounds happy today. Moving on. Jen sounds like she's in a good mood. Well, she is, guys, because after 14 months of a very long dry spell for your girl, we fixed it. We've gotten over the dry spell, a.k.a. The year of celibacy is finally over. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, all the, all my business is going to be on this podcast. It's my own journal, okay? I'm just going to pretend there's no one on the other side listening. Finally, it's happened for me. But like I made my uh, standby, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. I'm not going to... Uh, let's hope he's not listening to this. I didn't really advert. Well, he may listen. Who cares? I don't. You don't know who this person is. He's a mystery, mystery man. I will say I saw him out in public and I thought, I'm going to sleep with that guy. That's what I decided. <laughs> so that's what happened. I was manifesting my life. I was manifesting my future. And w the point I'm getting, oh, the light thing. So I asked my my Instagram followers if they like sex with the lights on. And I only asked that because I, this guy wanted to keep the fucking bright lights on. It was like a spotlight in there. It was like fucking a doctor's office. I'm like, hello, am I getting a fucking pap smear right now or am I getting laid? Which one is it? <laughs> am I get, are you going to bring out, are you going to bring out the, um, the duck beaks? The girls know what I'm talking about. 
<laughs> those fucking duck beak those little the women now it looks like it looks like a duck and it's a plastic or metal oh they used to use metal imagine now they're disposable now it's plastic but anyways no there was no there was no duck beaks there but what is that what is that tool called at the guy now uh i don't know speculum oh my god is that what it's called i'll google speculum guys stand by speculum is a metal metal or plastic instrument that is used to dilate an orifice or canal in the body to allow for inspection <laughs> what yes that's what it was that's what's at the gynecologist but that's he did not use a speculum on me unless you want to say is yeah no i'm not gonna go there oh i gotta get too inappropriate here so the light thing like bugged me out it didn't bug me out but i was like what the fuck dude like why i was like can we shut the light off he's like nah i'm like all right fine well you know i find out he's an aries as well so we're mm, you know how we are you're not going to tell me what to do so that was a little interesting so the light stayed on and then it just kind of was in my head for a lot of it. So I really couldn't relax. And also it had been a year and I don't even know if I remember how to have sex. So I thought, let me ask people how they feel about the light situation. Because what the fuck? Who, you like this, people? Do we? I like lights. I'm not saying I don't like lights. I would like a chandelier turned down to like dimish. You know, a, a nice ambiance in the room because it's about the ambiance. The, the spotlight, the sterile light is like, it's not the right mood. It feels very mm, technical. It doesn't feel sexy. Unless, I guess you're a guy because that's who voted yes on the lights on. Male and female voted yes. And then when I said candlelight or dimmer, then it was like the women were like much better and the guys were like, no. It's like they want the fucking bright ass lights on your pussy. Like, can we have a second? Can we just make it, like, a little lower? Sorry, I said pussy. Did that make anybody cringe? I've done it. I've said it many times. So let me stand by. I asked three questions. I said, sex with the lights on. And it was yes for 48%, nay for 52% was nay. Oh. Oh, guys, this is new. New results. So... Some people don't like sex with the lights on. Well, guys, we want we want the lights on. We don't want it dark. We just don't want a fucking spotlight. That's not my that's not my lighting. Um for dim lights, that was eighty-eight to twelve percent. Eighty-eight for yes, twelve percent for no. And the no's were a nice healthy mix of male and female. And then the sex in complete darkness that's my type means yes sex in complete darkness was all women all women voted for that guys i'm gonna tell you something no okay no i've learned over the years <laughs> over the years that men honestly are like they don't give a fuck what your body looks like. Truly, they don't. I mean, they like it. They're like, yeah, great. I love these thighs, this ass, this stomach. I don't care. I mean, so if a guy does care, fuck that guy. I don't really. That's his own insecurities. But most men, average men, don't give a fuck what you look like. And they want to see everything because to them, that's fun. 
which is it it's fun for us too but we'd like our skin to look a little tannish you know <laughs> i don't want to see my pale ass legs and women just sex in complete darkness is like what what's the fun in that you need all five senses involved you know and if you can't see i want i want all the women who voted no and you know who you are if you're listening maybe you're not listening to just turn a little light on, a candlelight, okay? Maybe two candles because you want to see. You want to see some things. You do. And if you don't, it just goes to show that men and women think differently. We see things differently. So I I was thinking, don't men – so if, if the light, bright lights are on, aren't men, like, concerned about their angles? <laughs> Maybe. And they're not. I'm like, they don't care because they don't see – we're concerned with our own angles because we see every detail. And especially me, I'm very detail-oriented. I see, like, everything. And I and I look at everything, like, not just in sex, obviously, but in other – in life in general, I'm detail-oriented. And, and I – and that's just who I am. I don't know what – I just trailed off. But men aren't like that. They see the big picture. Most men. I'm not going to fucking – I don't – I'm not going to get into the – like some people aren't some men aren't like this that's just understood okay the men i've dealt with they're not paying attention to the small details they're not looking at like the scar you have on your fucking kneecap or your cellulite on your hips that or your ass so they are looking at it and they like it they're not they're not like oh that's gross they're like yes i want to squeeze it they just don't think like we think so that's why i was like this is why guys would like bright lights or lights, a lot of lights. I don't know about bright, but the bright thing's got to go. To me, it's not my jam. No me gusta. I just need, I'm not, I don't have to keep saying that. But, um, oh, what was I saying? The, yeah, I completely lost my train of thought. Guys, what was I saying, guys? Oh, that guys don't give a fuck what you look like. And I realized it because I was like, well, they don't have great angles. There's times that they don't look that good or they look like like that's a funny angle. I don't want to see that. But they don't think that. They don't think like that. And I want to be in a guy's brain. I want to be like that. <laughs> Just pretend you're a guy when you're fucking your boyfriend, okay? The next time or whoever you, you fuck buddy or your husband or, you know, whoever, whatever the case may be for you, whoever you're sleeping with. Just pretend like you don't see nothing and like or pretend pretend everything you see is just beautiful because we all have our negative thoughts but just pretend like I'm loving every minute of this and let go because then it's way more fun it's way more fun if we could all just not be so detail oriented and think the bigger picture and just look at the you know step step out of it and not be so obsessed with every little thing does he see this on me? Does he see that on me? What does he think of this? What? Um, no. Do you think he cares? Do you think he's like, does she like my dick? Well, maybe he's thinking that. He is thinking that, but he's not thinking, Does he's not thinking like, did she see this on me? Did she see that? I don't think that a guy's thinking that. He's thinking, yeah, she likes this, especially if he's one of those guys who just thinks, who's a narcissist. Yeah. I can't speak on gay men and I can't speak on lesbians. I don't know. I'm only speaking on heterosexual sex. And maybe like 
I don't know. Maybe that's why gay guys just have, maybe they have better sex because they just either, neither one of them give a fuck and they're just enjoying each other. Maybe that's true. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm stepping on a slippery slope here and being ignorant and judgmental. Forgive me. Don't get offended. Okay. I'm only speaking from my mind and my point of view. And I can't consider every pos every thing all the time. So if you're offended, no, I don't know what to tell you. No, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, not going to say it. So what are you guys up to today on this lovely Tuesday? What are you guys doing? Y'all working? <laughs> Anybody getting laid tonight? Anybody go a year without sex? What's the longest you've gone? The longest I've gone is two years, but that was when I lost my virginity and then my didn't sleep with anybody again until I was, I lost my virginity when I was 17, didn't sleep with anybody again until I was 19. So that was amazing for me. And then in college, yeah, that was two years in college. So, and then this past year, 14 months to be exact, was the longest I've gone in my adult life in my 30s. As a travel nurse, it's not easy. You can't just be fucking everybody. So you have to establish some sort of connection, relationship. You have to at least like each other. You have some consistency there. And then maybe, it, you know, if it, the vibe's right and it grows, maybe you consider staying. But that has yet to happen to me. Because I have commitment issues. I like to know that there's an end to something. And I'm like, all right, see you later. Unless I have a crush on someone in my crush world, in the real world, Jen has problems staying put and committing and like allowing something to evolve. That's my problem. And then in my imaginary world, I'm like, I am in my imaginary world where I have a crush on someone. I imagine that I'm going to own a house, get married, have children with this person. But in real life world, that I do not practice what I preach. That's In real life, that's horrifying to me. But in my brain, I'm like, ooh. I had a crush on a guy from back home, and I was like, I'll move back home. I would move back home and make out with him so hard. But, you know, that's not reality. Jen's reality is recording a podcast by herself in a room she rents that's only temporary. Everything in my life, everything in life is temporary. But in my life, it's very temporary. So that's why it's hard to have sex as a travel nurse, a single travel nurse. It's not that hard, to be honest. You can just do what you – but I have standards. That's my problem. Well, that's not a problem, Jen. I have standards that I, like, need to, like, actually be attracted to the guy. <laughs> that's not even a standard. That's, like, number one. But and, – and I have to like him as a person. And I have to know there's, like, some consistency there, but also – if things don't work out, you know, it is what it is. Oh, I need to go to therapy. <laughs> I had a therapist. I haven't talked to her in a while, but I was like, uh, yeah, I can't afford to see you anymore. So TTYL, it's been real. She did help me, though, for a while. And it all goes back to your, you know, childhood, your traumas, your PTSD, what you think you deserve, what you think you're worthy of, what you keep signing up for. And I'm aware of that. 
being aware and practicing what you preach are two different things. And sometimes we reach a breaking point after a year. Sometimes you're like, I don't like, fuck it. Fuck it. I'm not building a relationship. It's either I do nothing, right? I have no prospects. I don't even consider it like sleeping with anybody. Well, I do. That's, that's always on my mind, but I don't consider building anything. And so I just ignore that need of mine and just, you know, focus on whatever it is. I don't know, being depressed, overeating, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and then there's a point where I'm like, all right, something's got to give. And then God puts one person in your life and you're like, he seems good time. He seems like a good time. Let me talk to him for a second. Let me find out. Let me do a quick assessment. I tried uh, Tinder because I did Bumble. Bumble, you know, I met a really great guy in Virginia. We hung out for a while. He's a decent dude. And he, it was fun. And Bumble worked for me when I lived in SoCal, I think. Yeah, met a pretty decent guy there. But, well, then that was it. I was like, I don't feel like doing this anymore. Because, like, I'm just, I don't feel like having conversations about all the same shit. Not, not that it's always the same shit, but I feel like I'm, like, playing a game, you know? I feel like I'm, like, I'll, I'll listen to myself say something or do something. I'm, like, you've said this before. You're annoying. Like, I'm annoying myself. I feel like, am I even aware of what I'm, the lines I'm fucking spewing here? So I tried Tinder. I was, like, I'll never, Tinder seems right, right? It seems like a good idea because then it's nothing serious. You just, like, it is what it is, and you go each other separate ways. If you like each other, you keep hanging out. If you don't, you don't. That's what I thought, but I'll tell you right the fuck now. Tinder's full of trash-ass dudes, at least in this area. I don't really use – I've never used Tinder before, and I've never – so I don't know how it is universally or nationally, but in this fucking area, they're fucking trash. I'm in Central Valley, California. Sorry to the dudes on Tinder who think that that's rude. So I'm going to, I, I was supposed to go on a date because that I'm like not meeting you at your fucking hotel room or your house the first time I interact with you. That's not going to be the first interaction I have. I need to get a feel for you. I need to get a feel if like I want you to fuck me and I probably won't want you to fuck me if you ask me to come to your hotel room the first time I'm supposed to meet you. So that's where the guys are. That's where they're at on Tinder. They're at. They're not at. Let's build like kind of a fuck buddy situation that's temporary. They're at. Let's fuck right now. After I said hi to you on message, and I'm like, <laughs> no, ew. And then there are a lot of them are like, they post pictures. I'm gonna get into the dating thing, but they post these pictures of holding fucking deer heads, dead deers, fish. I'm like, we don't, no, we do not like that. Are you trying to get laid? Are you trying us to go hunt, hunting with you? Like, I don't, are you trying to hang out with a female or are you trying to find a hunting buddy? I do not understand. I do not. So I, I was like, I took a screenshot of something of one guy of a profile because I thought, why do they say this? Why do they say the things they say? Now I'm scrolling through my phone to find it, but a lot, and they'll be like, Hey, how you doing? And I'm like, not bad. How you doing? But whatever. I'm really good at flirting. It's like my favorite thing to do. 
I'm really good at flirting, sexting, talking. <laughs> like, that's my jam, okay? So if you need any assistance with that, you holla at me. So what I said so, I'm sorry. The conversation will start there. And then I'm out. The, the first question they always ask is, so what are you looking for on here? And I'm like, come on, dude. Like, just like be less eager. Okay. Put your dick away for five seconds. Like it's the underlying, it's the understanding that we're both on a dating site and we're going to see if this works out. Like, do you have to be a fucking dog about it? Take a deep breath and understand that it, it's probably going to go the way we want it to go, but you'll ruin it if you say something stupid. Ugh, God, that's all. Here's, here's a guy that writes, he's, he's 40, um, rural roots with urban flair and a dash of weird. Like who, who? Was someone like, yeah, write that. That's such a good idea. These abouts never do anyone justice and I'm not going to text back and forth for ages. Okay, boss. I'm not going to text at all. I want to meet up in person for something short and sweet like ice cream. Okay. No beard at the moment, and I get a pass on that because I'm six feet tall. Okay, no, you don't get a pass on that. I don't give a fuck how tall you are. And that's another thing. Guys would be like, 5'8". I guess people care about that. I'm 6'5", in case anybody cares. That's They all write that. Not all of them, but 70% maybe. I'm I'm 5'7". I guess that's a big deal to you. Swipe left if you don't like someone who's not six feet tall. It's like, Jesus Christ, can you hide your insecurities for 10 seconds? Here's Ruben. Ruben is 30. His profile says, sit on my face or ride all nine inches of me. It's pierced. Okay, Ruben, I'm on it. I'm going to call you. Thank you for your input. Like, what the fuck? Let me see. <clears throat> Robert, who's 29 years old. His profile says, I'm a straight man. Well, good to fucking know. I hope you are a straight man. I'm just your average old guy in parentheses, that lifts more than most, smiley face, that stares at yoga pants, okay, creep, figuring out why ladies wear them when it shows off, dot, 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 stuff, shocked face, and yet I'm a pervert for staring, shocked face, yeah, you are a fucking pervert for staring, you just look at the yoga pants, you think she looks good in those, her ass looks good in those, end of story, you stare, you're a fucking pervert, why don't people understand that? We can wear whatever the fuck we want. I don't give a fuck if you see my ass crack. You think whatever you want. I don't give a fuck. Think she looks good in those. I'd like to fucking grab that ass. You can think it. It's your brain. I don't care. But you stare and you make it. You're a creep. You stare. You're a creep. Okay, Robert. My head is big. Kiss face. I don't, okay, what are you talking about? You're talking about your dickhead or your head on your shoulders? If you guys are listening to this, you you're like, episode one was like, love yourselves. Episode 13 is like, oh, you talking about your dick? You talking about your head on your shoulders? Uh, let's play. Smiley face with glasses. I should be asking for sugar mamas. Laughing face. I have a sense of humor in person. Sims for life. GT4A attic. I'm always working out. I have... Sorry. I have no little minions, 188 pound German boy at 5'9", if that matters. 
He wrote, if that matters. Guys are fucking really crazy about the height thing. To be honest, I don't, most women really don't give a fuck. And most of the time you're taller than us anyways. But I guess it's like a fat thing for girls. We, th- we feel fat or overweight or unattractive. So it's height thing for guys. I can get it. But rest assured, most women don't care how tall you are unless you're four feet. Then, I mean, I'm sorry. That's, you know, that's, a, that's the outliers. Those are, those, that's where it's tough for the guys and I am really I apologize for that but most of us don't care I guess and also to the ladies most of the guys don't give a fuck if you're a little overweight or a lot some people like that too um my snapchat is I'm not going to give you a snapchat and that was that and he took a picture his profile picture is naked with a towel covering his dick and then the next picture is an overweight picture of him. And then another the other picture where he's lost weight. So he's a real charmer. He's a real charmer. I don't know why I didn't go out with Robert. Um, here's another thing guys do. If they have kids. All right. If you have kids and you're dating, good. That's great. We like the woman decides if she wants to sign up for that or if that's something that she's interested in. But we we know that, that your kid is your fucking priority. No one's here trying to fucking take you away from your kid. Like, wh- like get off your fucking high horse. It says, I'm a single dad and I have one son who lives with me full time and comes before anything and anyone. Okay, Jay. That's fucking understood. If that's not the case, then I don't know what to tell you. Like, that should be baseline. Your son comes before anything and anyone. Yeah. No shit, Sherlock. What are you going to write? I have a son, but sometimes I don't care about him. Like, you don't even need to add that in. No one wants your fucking attention that much. I'm looking for someone to talk to and get to know and hang out with. Okay, that wasn't that bad. I just thought about the dad thing, which is like over the top. Calm down. That's it. If you're on a dating profile, don't write your kid is the only thing that matters in your life. Because we know that. If you have a child, we assume that he's he matters and he's priority. Durr. Oh, my goodness. Durr. Okay. Moving on. Hey, Dan, the man here. Now, Dan, the man, I'm not going to, I'm no judgment, okay? But he's no judgment on the way he looks. It wouldn't matter to me, but the way he wrote his profile irritated the ever-living shit out of me, which is most men on here. I swipe left 99% of the time. And anyways. I haven't been on it now because I'm like, fuck this. It's just not worth it. I got to delete it, but I haven't deleted. I just screenshotted these. And I guess this is people's form of comedy, right? I'm still real clever, real creative. But I mean, people write these profiles and what do you want me to do with them? I have to make fun of them. Now, Dan, the man's a little overweight and he's probably, oh, he didn't put his height. He didn't write five, six, if that matters. No. He's probably maybe 5'10", 5'8", 5'9". I have no idea. I'm really bad at that shit. But he's like an average height guy. He doesn't look tall. doesn't look short. A big kind of guy. Like, probably has diabetes. <laughs> you know, he's got that discoloration around his neck and fingers. So, you know, if you're a nurse, a medical professional, you're like, he's got diabetes. Or liver issues. Some sort of kidney thing, maybe. Who knows? So, he writes, hey, Dan the man here. I feel stupid already. Don't be fooled by my teddy bearness. Okay. I'll rock your world and leave you guessing why I haven't texted you back. Like, come on. <laughs> is this supposed to get a girl? Is a girl like, I'm swiping right. 
is any female reading that going, oh my God, if he's going to leave me guessing why he is not texting me back, I got to swipe right. I don't know in any woman's world where that would, not in mine, where that would entice her to be like, I want to meet this guy. I've been told I'm a real one. Good for you. We, uh, what am I supposed to do with that information? You're a real one who doesn't text back? Okay. The girls at work made me put that on there. Wouldn't be opposed to living the whole life, but something more would be a whole lot better. I don't know what else to say on here. If you don't know anything more, if you want to know anything more, ask me. I want to ask you to delete this whole fucking profile and start from scratch. That's what I'm asking you to do. How are you a real one? And how do you want something serious, but also leave girls guessing why you haven't texted back and don't be fooled by the teddy bearness? Just get honest with yourself, okay? Just get honest with yourself. We, I, you, you're not, nothing. Yeah. Don't be fooled by the teddy bearness. I'm not, trust me, I'm not. Um, Anon writes, really? Question mark. We, we already know why everyone is on here. If you're asking why, then you're hurting yourself and wasting my time. Okay. How am I hurting myself? How, like, am I, I've married you in my head before I even met you. And now I'm heartbroken. I am Carrie Bradshaw level heartbroken when big doesn't show up to the wedding because you because you told me that you just want to fuck me okay buddy we're on it and uh that's really that's all the screenshots I took so I'll just stop there but can we back up for a hot second and talk about how Carrie Bra the scene where Carrie break where big breaks up with Carrie in the uh was it the movie where he doesn't show up to the wedding and I'm also going to say Big is the biggest fuckboy of all time, and she ends up with him. Like, talk about false hope for women out there all over the globe. If you have a Big in your life, he's not going to marry you, and if he does marry you, he's going to leave you at the altar, and then, if he and then if he comes back and you keep accepting him into your life, he's going to pull that bullshit for eternity. He's the biggest fuckboy of all time, and I don't know why we romanticized him. Because he's got a big dick. Okay, a big dick's not going to do that for the rest of your life. You're not going to care about his big dick when he's 80 and you have to take care of him. You're not going to be like, oh, well, when he was 20, his dick was nice. And now he's 88 and I'm wa wiping his asshole. So, no. <sighs> I really I really went in on that one. <laughs> but when, she, when he breaks up with her, when he doesn't show up to the wedding and they go to Mexico... All my women out there have watched Sex in the City, so I don't, if you haven't watched it and you don't understand this reference, I don't know what to tell you. She sleeps, and she's so depressed and so sad, and she goes and looks in the mirror the first day, like she actually gets out of bed, because she's got all the blinds closed, she's crying constantly, her friends are like feeding her, she's heartbroken. I'm like, this is the realest, I'm slamming this desk, this is the realest heartbreak scene I've, like, hands down the most honest realist what it feels like because we all felt that for her we're like yeah dude he fucking left you at the fucking altar because he's in the show he's like 43 40 like you're you're not you're a grown ass man still not knowing if you want to fucking marry this chick what a trash bag 
what the games we play. I know a dude like that, and I fucked with a dude like that for a long-ass time. Do you think I'm going to marry him? Hell fucking no. And I feel bad for the girl he's with now because he's probably cheating on you, honey, and if I called him right now, he'd probably come and see me because that's the kind of trash dude he is. I mean, he's a great guy, I guess, outside of dating women, but when it comes to women, no. I don't know how he sleeps at night, to be honest with you. I don't. But alas, we all accept it, right? So it takes the responsibility off them because we accept that behavior and men will do what you allow. Whatever. This is true. It is true. We do have to take responsibility. But at the end of the day, if you're a fuckboy, you're a fuckboy. And no woman's behavior is going to make you any better or any worse. That's your baseline. You're always going to be a dick. Is that how, you guys feel good that I shared all that with you? Um, yeah, so I just, I had my heartbreak when I was, the the most painful heartbreak I had was with this guy, Joe, that I dated in nursing school. And I think, I don't know why I have an air bubble in my throat. Hold on. <laughs> I'm trying not to sound with that, that noise. I don't know why. I only dated him for a little less than a year, but that was really painful to me. So that scene, that heartbreak scene, I was like, yep, it does feel like how am I ever going to get out of bed? How am I? I'm never not going to feel like this. But the truth is that you do get past that. You do. But in that, in that moment, you this it's so it's all consuming. You're like, there are no other feelings in the world. There's not one other feeling but pain and sadness right now. And that's, I guess you just dive into that shit. And that's grief, too. I think breakups is grieving, too. It's like a part of grieving. My mother used to always say that, but when you're, like, growing up, you're like, what are you even talking about? My mother knows a lot of shit, but then you're like, don't really listen to it. I mean, take it for granted until you're older. You're like, wow, she was right. Oh, she knows what she's talking about. Oh, she actually had experience in this. Anyways, bottom line is, your girl got laid. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'll keep you posted when uh, when and if uh, my life has any major changes in it. Like dating someone who's 5'8", if that matters. <laughs> if that matters. It doesn't. Only put your height if you're four feet or under. No, no. only put your height if you're five feet or under. Then it matters. Then it matters. You don't even have to say if it matters. And also stop thinking you're God's gift, okay? You're not. We're the gift. We are. The women are the gift. I'm the gift to you. I'm much more, like, what am I trying to say? Much more, there's more to me, to my body, my beautiful, fun body, than there is to you. You just got one thing going for you. To me, I got, you know, we're the gift. We're the prize. <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. Calm down. Don't get offended. Don't get your fucking dick in a bunch, your panties in a bunch. All right, well, if you have any questions, comments, and concerns, please DM me, email me. I don't know. Message me. Did you get offended at gmail.com? Uh, whatever you want to do, however you feel about it, okay? Uh, I think I'm done here because I've talked, I went on a, we went all over the place today. 
And that that's fun for me. And I hope that was fun for you. I guess I got to go work out now. I've really been putting this off. If I'm working, I can get up at four and go work out before work. And that's easier than going after work, hands down. It's easier. That's my opinion on the matter. If I'm off work, I cannot get up and go to the gym at five in the morning. Who's doing that? I'm so proud of you. I either get it done at ass crack of dawn or the last possible minute. <laughs> and now I'm going to go and I have to do this fucking hard ass workout. And I don't want to, but I will. I have goals. I have things I need to do. And I got to get cracking. And uh, that's that, guys. And, um, yeah, um, and, uh, so, yeah, uh, and <laughs> enjoy your days, people, TTYL.